How's everybody doing? Hoping you're having a fantastic day. Uh, it's Thursday evening. Uh, we're coming at you a little bit late. So um, if you guys have been around for a while, you've probably heard me mention in some capacity Fluent Greek. I tell you all the time, FluentGreekNT.com, code militant, it's 20% amazing. off. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> so what I wanted to do, uh, we've been uh, kind of talking about uh, different ways to present uh, Fluent Greek. Uh, so anybody who's interested in, uh, because I know a lot of you are probably interested in New Testament studies or um, even in other areas besides New Testament studies, when it somehow relating to the Greek language, that I wanted a way to just kind of present what's what Fluent Greek is. Um, so James founded uh, Fluent Greek. Uh, I invited him on. So he's just going to go through what Fluent Greek is, um, why uh, you should be interested in it, who it applies to, uh, everything like that. So he's just going to walk us through uh, how to do everything and, and what we're going to need. So I'm just going to mute myself and James is going to share his screen. He's going to show you how to do everything. Yeah. So before I do that, I'll just give you a bit of background just on myself and why I started Fluent Greek. Um, so probably like a lot of you, um, I was I was in like a feisty Bible study and just got really in love with the Bible and wanted to take it to a deeper level and then really just learn to evaluate what I was hearing and what I was reading. And therefore, I just started studying Greek on my own. So that was 20 years ago ish. So I kind of bought all the textbooks and started studying on my own and I really couldn't get it. And then I went to seminary and took the classes and graduated with my master's in theology and realized that you don't actually learn Greek by taking the classes. And almost none of my classmates knew how to read Greek after completing nine credit hours. And, you know, by now uh, it's what 500 bucks plus a credit hour. So you're spending yeah, it's, 45 it's brutal. I, uh, I, I remember I, from my background, I took like two ish years of Greek. And I mean, it was, we, we had a bit of a better professor who was trying to focus on reading, but it's like, you're just dumping a bunch of money into it. And then you come out of it and right. you can barely read a, a paragraph of first John without right. um, having a heart attack. Right. And so, um, out of that, you know, it's just very frustrating. Actually, I do think it matters. Like if you read kind of 19th century commentators and Christian would know this better than me, but a lot of those are hard for us to read now because they assumed knowledge of the languages, um, Latin and Greek, they'll just throw it out there and not translate it. And not just like Greek New Testament, but like the fathers and things like that. And people nowadays can't read that because we're just not to that level. And so um, after seminary, I realized that I, I wasn't going to be like a scholar, like Christian, but I wanted to serve the church in some way. So it's like, what can I do? And so this was an obvious need. So this people really need like teachers and pastors should be able to read Greek, frankly, and almost none of them can. And it's not their fault. What they need is really better tools. And I, I'm not even wanting to blame the seminaries. Part, part of it's just time. There's only so many hours in the day, but a lot of it's method. And maybe the best way um, to show you is to show you two methods. So this is the textbook I use, and I'm just going to show you the table of contents. So this is how Greek is typically taught in seminaries. So is this legible? 
Let's see. So this is kind of what, uh, sorry, this is harder than I thought. Basically, you can see all these chapters. So you're not getting to a sentence until chapter 15 of the textbook. And the author is telling you not to learn too many vocabulary words. And this is by far the most popular book used in seminaries. What you're doing instead is you're memorizing charts of different noun and verb endings and learning the basics of grammar. Um, and I really don't like that idea. You get almost no experience reading Greek and you learn languages by engaging with them. And so at the end of reading a book like that or studying a book like that, what you're going to come away with is you're going to be able to pass a test. You'll memorize some charts that you'll have forgotten in a year and you won't know enough words to read the Greek New Testament. And then, you know, five years from now, you'll have forgotten it all. Um, now, contrast that. Christian, you familiar with this book? I'm, I, I have it. Uh, you have it? Right on my desk right here. Actually. Okay, perfect. So this is the polar opposite. William, I have Familia Romana. Perfect. I even have yeah. the, I even printed out the like the supplement uh stories that are given. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I can't remember what what the, the the yeah, what what are those called? Uh the Fabulae Latine. Yes. Yeah. I, so I printed out page everything. One. So here Wait, I'll, is... I'll just make you big the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, no, I made myself big. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now there you go. So here's page one. Straight up Latin, no English whatsoever. So talk about the opposite. And you're like, you know, I need some help with the grammar and stuff. And so you buy the grammar. And Christian, if you have this, you're probably laughing. Here's the grammar. Page one of the grammar. No English whatsoever. So this is the complete opposite. So what is used in seminaries for Greek is basically English with almost no Greek and just 120 pages of Greek charts. And that's your seminary education. It's not quite that bad, but I'm just trying to do contrast here versus kind of immersion where it's straight up just Latin. You're just reading Latin sentences from day one. And so my journey was um, I started researching polyglots, which are people who learn, you know, four or five, six plus languages actually to the level of speaking and reading in them. Um, part of it, just a lot of them just do it for fun. And it's like, well, how are these guys recommending that you learn a language? And it's much closer to something like this. And so the most common recommendation you'll hear is you need to immerse yourself in it. But there aren't any Koine Greek speaking communities. And so really the best we can do is we can immerse ourselves in Greek text. Um, the difficulty though is, so here's my Greek New Testament. You know, you could, you could try that and maybe get yourself a, a dictionary or something. And that's gonna be way, way too hard. And most people are gonna give up. And, and even if you get a New Testament reader that has the definition, parsing helps, that's still going to be way too hard. And so my idea was, why don't I sort the Greek New Testament um, by, I create a bunch of categories. And so the idea is you start simply um, with certain types of verbs, and then you build up in difficulty over time. 
and then you use sentences with really common vocabulary. So you learn the most important words. And the idea is you're immersing yourself, but you're doing so in a way that's doable. So that's that's really the key here is balancing like um, immersion-esque where you're engaging with the text so you can actually learn the language, um, but you're doing so in a way that's not overwhelming. So that's that's really my criteria or my goal in creating the program. And then also just the cost. So I'm trying to do do this for less than you know, 10% of what it, you would pay at a seminary. So much higher success rate um, at a fraction of the price. That's kind of my value proposition to you all. So any comments about it, Christian, or you want me to show the program now? Yeah, um, for, for those, I actually get asked this a lot. And the closest thing uh, we have really when it comes to Greek to lingua latina because every everybody loves lingua latina like i'm sure every single person watching right now has one time or another uh read roma in italia est everybody's read um lingua <laughs> latina but really when it comes to other languages um you you have uh some of the other um nature method institute books i think they have a french they have an italian <laughs> but there hasn't really been the same sort of like cult following uh, to those other books. So it's really hard to come by uh, good resources. Um, right. And this this is compounded even more because uh, there's, when it comes to Greek, there's a whole industry involved. That's the like thing. You gotta, uh -huh. people's, people's like salaries and mortgages are dependent on the existing system. Uh -huh. And they're not going to change that. And, and the problem is there isn't the expectation of success. And so people aren't like this, the, you know, if you do like something with a five or 10% success rate, that's hyper expensive, you'd be like, you know, this is a disaster. We need to change like radically right now. Mm -hmm. But if that's just the way it is and everyone accepts it, you just keep doing it. You know, everyone's graduating. They can get pastoral gigs after seminary. It's the professors keep their jobs. There's no incentive for anyone to change except for us outside the system, basically. Yeah, exactly. So you have, you have this like, uh, that, that puts kind of Greek in an awkward position because you have this like with Latin and other languages, you have either native speakers or with Latin, you have a cult following of a certain book, which provides a massive amount of resources. I was, uh, you, you can buy like Latin novels that people have written just for this purpose of providing right comprehensible input but when it comes to greek like greek is kind of like the the red uh headed stepchild of, of the language right. learning world it, yeah. it feels like you have you have uh athanase um which is great yeah, that's it's like that's about it uh right. yeah with, with athanase um i've i've used it uh, myself um i've i found the, the the curve to be a bit steep uh and that was from somebody who had already taken two years of normal greek so i can't imagine yeah, you get halfway and then it's like oh man this is overwhelming <laughs> yeah exactly like lingua yeah. latina can can be a bit like that but that, that's honestly why um fluent greek uh has been uh, at least to me such a good idea when right. it comes to language learning i wish people would do this for like uh other languages as well because it's just a great idea you you have certain uh verb forms easy to hard 
you you right. go through and you go through and you go through and you go through and you're you're reading uh, just massive amounts of text that you're just eventually interested in uh, reading. Maybe one day one day we'll get uh, fluent Latin. And we'll get the get like the Compendium yeah. Theologiae or something. But uh, but like yeah, that. But yeah, flu fluent fluent Greek is just a, a fantastic sort of expression of comprehensible input uh, when it comes to the Greek language. And I, and I think there's a, like a fantastic uh, market for, for people who are interested in learning Greek, which I'm assuming if you're, if all of you are still watching 13 minutes in, I'm, I'm assuming you're just not watching for, <laughs> for fun that you're actually interested. Right. Oh, Oh, uh, there's a perpetual joke that my my pronunciation of every single language, including English, just happens to be terrible. <laughs> That's true. So um, Southern drawl, regardless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you if you would just uh, kind of present um, the the websites, share your screen. Sure. Yeah. So let me share my screen. Okay. I'll just do my windows. Sorry, it's the first time I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. So, Christian, does this look good? Yep, there you go. Okay. Well, actually, first off, um, before you begin using the program, really, um, there's a syllabus that where I, I recommend certain resources. So I recommend some, some great grammars and things you could buy. Um, but really the first thing you need to do is you need to learn the alphabet. Um, I have a pronunciation video on YouTube. And so before you begin anything, just really get your pronunciation good and start practicing reading out loud. Uh, but once you've done that, I have what's called first verses. So I'm trying to start as basic as possible. So the difference between lingual and Latina is, it's not just words. I'm at, you can click on it if you don't know what this is. So hopefully my pronunciation will be okay, but a go me. And so you click on it. You're like, I don't know what that is. And that's okay. You're not supposed to. Uh, so it just means I pronoun first person singular. So I, and then a me it's I am. So this is present tense, active indicative first person. So basically we then show translation I am, and then I kind of explain. So I'm trying to build up from essentially nothing. And there's rough, I forget the exact number, but something like 80 to 90 fragments like this that I just build up. So ego me heithura, you don't know what that is, that's fine. It's the article the, thura is door. Nominative is the subject or the predicate depending on the verb. So if you don't understand something you click on, I've gotten grammar overview. So let's go down to cases. So we see here, it's a nominative. So I look and see, okay, what is that? I don't know what that is because I'm just starting. So it's either the subject or the verb, or it's the predicate. In this case, it's the predicate. And so you just kind of search around for the grammatical feature of that particular word. And you can do, I've got this help page, or you can check out one of the grammars you've purchased and just look it up. And the more you do it, the less you'll have to look it up, right? So the idea is you'll slowly just internalize things. 
But you're doing it by reading as opposed to like memorizing a textbook and then trying to read. You know, so it's kind of doing it in the exact opposite order. And if you think about how you learned a language, you know, you basically picked up on the language and you spoke it for like 10 years and then you do grammar, you know? Okay, so I'm the door, I explain it, and I'll just kind of go through this quickly. So again, and even with uh, up... even with like something like this, if uh, at least from the type of stuff I've read about comprehensible input, you kind of have this encounter with with the words, and you're intuiting the meaning, and then like from there, that's when you start able uh, you're able to start to produce um words of when it comes right. to the language and then after this point uh is usually when you study grammar so it's it's like completely backwards that usually it's um you have um really from what i've uh, what i remember from my greek texts my greek textbook i can't even remember which one i used it's been about it's been a while but you would start with grammar so you start at the end and then you would go to like writing um, like responses to stuff. And then you would go to reading. It's like complete, completely backwards from how you would uh, normally um, do things. Yeah. So just by, by this point, you've seen ego me three times. And, you know, by now, you know, ego means I, right. And Amy means I am. And then you've seen this, twice now or three times. And so, you know, it's kind of like if someone was trying to learn English, you hand them an apple and say apple and they forget and you hand them an apple and you say apple and they might remember, they might forget and you just keep doing that. And eventually they, they know it's an apple, right? So it's kind of the same idea here. Um, so again, this is a similar thing and I'm just building. So this is Anastasis is resurrection. So I am the resurrection and Kai and conjunction life. Okay. So it just continues on this way, like I said, for roughly 80 to 90 verses. So this is your kind of entrance into the language. And then from here, we're jumping straight into the New Testament. And this is really the program. And I hope this video makes it clear uh, to people because I have a lot of subscribers who, who sign up like, okay, what, what now? And they're used to how they learned Spanish in high school or maybe what they saw in seminary. And so they're expecting mm -hmm. a lot of lectures and things. Um, and the reason I didn't do that is I don't believe it works, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm trying to give students here is a path, it's, it's fluent Greek is a reading program. So it's a, a path to actually be able to read the Greek New Testament, which is our goal. Mm -hmm. um, so the nice thing here is that um, because it's the Greek New Testament, we have, we have translations for us. So you can click on each of these words, like I've mentioned. So this is how te, it's a pronoun, nominative. So this is the subject. And then I've got this nice button here that shows you every form in which this, this occurs in the New Testament. And so you can start to recognize the patterns of how forms change depending on the grammar. 
which is something a book can't give you, which is why I think um, fluent Greek is better. Even if you could produce something like Lingua Latina, a program like fluent Greek has a lot of advantages over that. Mm -hmm. And so for a beginner, again, I don't expect you and you shouldn't expect yourself to know what this is. You should be able to pronounce it. So don't start until you can pronounce, but it's perfectly fine if you have to click on every single word. So this is a form of they mean, and that might not make sense to you and that's okay. So level one is present active indicative verbs. So what you need to do is just familiarize yourself with this column right here. And I've got a flashcard section of the program. Um, I'm really against flashcards. Um, if at all possible, don't use them. You can use them for like a kickstart, but it's just much more efficient just to pick things up by reading, mm -hmm. I feel. Oh, Christian, do you agree with that? Or what are your thoughts on flashcards? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, when it's come to... I actually, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, of a cheater. What I, what I eventually did um, with Latin, I'm eventually going to make a huge video of like what I did to learn Latin. It actually <laughs> might be cool. Um, what, what would be a cool, I'll talk to you about this later. It might be cool to, um, with, with fluent Greek, mm -hmm. do a kind of like video series where I post once a month and I'm like, okay, I'm going to use fluent Greek for like 10 minutes a day and kind of update people every month on how it's going. I think that, yeah, that would be amazing. That's a good idea. Which would be really cool. Um, but like I, I have this massive sort of list of all of the texts I want to read in Latin. Okay. And every single day I'm probably reading 20, 25, 30 minutes of Latin every single day. Right. Just detect the it's some stuff I can understand. Right. Um, whether it's from Familia Romana, it's from the Colloquia, it's from one of the novels, it's from a video on YouTube that I'm watching of somebody just speaking in Latin. Right. And I and I just do it every single day and, it, and right. progressively make it more difficult. And I've uh, th this is this might be scandalous, but I have given up reading the the uh, end section of uh, Familia Romana. I don't read it anymore. Um just because I I don't think uh, that was something which was uh, helpful for me to do is to okay. try to continually um, memorize in that way. I just right. kind of pick it up. And when I look back at the older, I, I think what is helpful is after you've kind of picked it up, look back at the older ones, like maybe eventually um, when I have, when I finally read through all of the texts I want to, I'll go through the, the, the end of the um, chapters to read the grammar sections right. in Latin. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, which uh, which pronunciation scheme? What's that? Uh, Hassan asked, which pronunciation scheme does the site use? Um, what is it called? Um, Erasmus? Is that Erasmian? Yeah, Erasmian. Yeah, I haven't thought. Sorry, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, Erasmian. I, I believe I, it's just the that's uh, what uh, seminaries uh, commonly use. I just tried to match common pronunciation. Mm -hmm. Yeah call it cowboy uh cowboy greek yeah um one of my professors said that modern would be preferable but too many of the letters sounded the same and so in his opinion it confused students so he used the older method. i know i i despise um modern pronunciation when i hear greek people uh speak oh. it because i remember back when back like near sort of the end of my seminary studies and when i went into like studying uh some through athanase um 
I remember like I, I was able to get good enough. Like now when I hear conversations in Latin, I can pick up on what's going on. Hassan, actually, it's funny. Uh, we'll be in like discord calls and he'll, he will like read stuff to me in Latin from texts rather than just to be pretentious rather than reading the English uh, <laughs> of it. So I can actually pick up on that stuff now. And I remember uh, back when I was kind of getting to that level in Greek, uh -huh. um, I would like, uh, hear conversations occasionally in, in mm -hmm. greek and i just hated the way in which they pronounce stuff i i don't i don't know why people would ever choose modern it's it sounds gross it really does yeah i mean to me it's use whatever you enjoy because you're not going to be speaking it to a lot of people it's it's really about being consistent with yourself in my opinion um but you, you guys are on another level with latin and stuff so that's amazing but then you have the super super pretentious, um, like what what like the at like special attic type pronunciations. And right. They will, like it's right. so it's so pretentious. Just be normal. Just use normal. Just be a normal person and use right. what everybody else uses. I don't get why. Yeah, that, um, that my nature is to be present pretentious because as I've gotten older, I've, I've learned to do <laughs> do the default because it just you end up making things harder on yourself for mm. very little benefit. Okay, so. When it, when it comes to like going through the entire stack, because you have all of these verses that you have, you have lined up. Um, what, like if I wanted to go through the entire stack and I guess we're going to, we're going to find out if I do this video series, I think that'd be really fun. How, yeah. how long, uh, like 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day. That's usually what people are going to set aside. Um, right. how, how long will it take? So the fastest anyone's gone through fluent Greek so far is five months. Um, so that's for you doing the math. That's seventy-five bucks for the program. Um, he he had already he had to already know Greek, like have taken it in seminary. I mean, yeah. Um, I don't think he was learning it from scratch. But for someone like you, you know, I would say probably five months. Hmm. Um, I don't know how much repetition he did because I I have some repetition built into the program. Uh, to aid uh, memory and also just to give people a break from constantly seeing new material. Um, so the total program's 12,000 sentences roughly. Um, but if you only, if you cut out the repetition, it's like 4,500 sentences mm -hmm. or thereabouts, I forget. I'm not doing the math properly, but that's the idea. So when, when this, how, how does this relate? Um, because I'm sure you've seen, have you seen Alpha with Angela? No, I haven't. Oh, really? You haven't seen Alpha with Angela? Hmm. Well, Alpha with Angela, she she does. Uh, you ever heard of Alpha with Beth? No, no, you haven't. Sorry, Man, that's like <laughs> that's like all all the all the rage now in like comprehensible input uh, hmm. stuff. They they make like videos where where this is what I did when I learned Hebrew, and in Hebrew, that's a whole other animal. Like, if you ever did fluent Hebrew, I would be. I'd be cutting ties and <laughs> deleting, <laughs> deleting your number. And <laughs> if you ever did fluent Hebrew, I Hebrew was just a, a, a woozy for me. Um, but originally it was a, this Hebrew uh, lady who did these videos and she would like have a horse and just like horse, horse. And then it would right. show like a bunch of pictures of the horse. She'd be like horse, horse. And then it'd be like a lot of horses. It'd be like horses, horses. And she'd make these sentences. And it'd just be like all of these videos. And there's, I think, like three to 400 of these videos where it got 
slowly like more complex. And somebody did that, uh, did some videos like that uh, when it comes to to Greek, and it was called Alpha with Angela. So yeah, something I've seen something other like programs that do things like that. Do you think that's helpful? Um, I think so. What I like to do um, is I like to mix methods. Uh, hmm. Well, within within comprehensible input. Right. So like I want I want reading. I want uh, listening. I want reading that I repeat, like kind of like classical text stuff. Right. I want like interlinear sort of reading. Like if I'm reading my summa or something, I'll read in Latin and then kind of like peek at the English. Right. I want like different areas of like eras of text. I, I want like broad uh, sort of stuff you know right so that's where that's where i think like something like fluent greek is so important is mm -hmm. this is this is going to be like your your bread and butter um right. beginner stage like you're gonna you're gonna go through fluent greek and then from there like not, not a lot of people just pick up like athanase or something and then try to read it and just give up but right. imagine going through this and then going to athanase like that would that would be right. like pretty easy or just going through this and then starting to read longer passages in your New Testament. That's that's where I think uh, fluent Greek is is so helpful. Is yeah. it kind of provides that leg up that you need right at the uh, right, right at the beginning by providing those very simple uh, verses that other comprehensible input methods just don't provide that that right. first step. So it's kind yeah, of just I'll... like victory by combat, like last man standing is going to be victorious, but all of the other people who are not as motivated or doesn't aren't able to dedicate as much time or aren't generally naturally skillful they're they're going to just fall off the wagon yeah yeah I'll, I'll tell you why i didn't do like the the horse you know with picture and then horses with picture method is i, I just think it is too slow like yeah. i was very conscious when i was creating fluent greek that i'm really fighting people's motivation curve um, because people get excited and they're like, yes, I'm going to learn to read the Greek New Testament. And they kind of wrestle with it for a bit and then their motivation wanes and then they quit. And so I'm, I'm aware that I've only got people for a certain amount of time. And so I'm trying to like, how can I get people to learn to read the Greek New Testament before they give out? And so like fluent Greek, what I ended up creating is like the fastest way I know how to do it basically is, is my thought. It's like, yeah, if you just do this and do what Christian is saying, like, you know, 20 minutes a day or whatever. And just, if you think about like a bodybuilding analogy, you know, time under tension, you're just basically just spend the time wrestling. And like I said, click on the words, you know, you don't need to know what they mean. Megas large. So this is the large, the great and first commandment entele and so you know you can see why i chose this as the first these are all really common words if you look at the frequencies they're relatively common the grammar is straightforward this is the the great and first commandment yeah i i also you... think what's what's super cool about uh this and about using the new testament um because even even let's say you're watching you're like well i'm I'm more interested maybe in like patristic Greek or maybe the Greek of the philosophers or, or whatever it may be. Well, if you're watching my channel, you're probably a Catholic um, or, or somebody of some sort of Protestant or Orthodox profession. And you probably uh, have 
read the Gospels quite a few times. Uh, you're probably generally familiar with some of the language of the New Testament. Well, at least I hope. If you're not, please stop watching my YouTube channel and go read your Bible. Uh, at least read the New, <laughs> at least read the New Testament one. once before you come back. It doesn't take that long. If You can read the New Testament in a month if you want to do. Um, so what, what I think is super, and maybe that would be helpful before starting fluent Greek to read the New Testament in a month uh, to get you, to get, because we're already familiar with these things. Like right. this is the first and greatest commandment. Like, of, of course, I've heard that before. Or like I am. Yeah, of course, I've heard that before. I've, I've heard all of these before. So even like myself, I haven't touched Greek in, in an embarrassingly long time. But from the words that I remember, I can I could still have translated this. And it, it, the reason is because I already um, am familiar with the text in the New Testament. So that's why I think even if you are uh wanting to use your Greek uh, in a different way, that this is a helpful place to start uh, for sure, no matter who you are, uh, because you already are familiar with the New Testament. Well, and the nice thing about the Greek New Testament is koine means common. Mm. And, and so it's essentially just normal person Greek. It's not like Demosthenes or something. Like if you read Plato, like Sometimes I was like, Socrates, I have no idea what you're trying to say here. Like, literally, I, I don't know how to make anything out of this. The, the New Testament isn't like that. It's like, especially the gospel. Well, not Luke, but the rest of the gospels are mm -hmm. super uh, straightforward. And so it, it's really, really is doable, um, which is exciting. Because I think, especially, you know, I'm aiming at the 20-year-old the crowd that just is pumped up about the Bible. And, you know, it's like, you really can do this. And for not that much money. Yeah, it's um, so if somebody were to uh, sign up today, use code militant and spend, let's say, a year uh, studying Greek, what would what would the total cost be versus if they decided, let's say, um, there's certain online courses or even decided to buy, I don't know, two or three books. Like mm -hmm. how 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 is the how's the cost comparison there? Okay, so I'm just doing the math in my head. Um, 20% off with your discounts, 12 bucks a month, right? So that's 144 bucks a year, basically. Mm. And you'll have read tons by that point, um, which is, again, your goal is just to read as much as possible. I do still recommend you get the textbooks, um, but you know, you're going to do that whatever you do, whether you go to seminary or take other online courses, you're gonna need the textbooks. And, and my approach, my recommendation is more is better. I have a um, syllabus page where I recommend various, like here's what you really should buy. Um, but again, you know, let's say 300 bucks all in or something like that for a year study. And of course, you know, that's 12 bucks a month for most of that. And then if you can't afford all the textbooks at once, just buy one. You know, just get a single intro textbook for reference mm -hmm. if you need it. And I don't know, what is that? You know, 25, 30 bucks. Yeah. Plus 12 bucks. Or I mean, yeah. if you're uh not 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 that I uh not that I encourage no, but if you're like archive.org, sometimes some of these textbooks you can borrow them for like an hour at a time, or you know, or you know, libraries exist. There you go, libraries exist. Right. No, no excuse. No excuse. Especially um, also uh, if you're if you're uh, Protestant, definitely uh, maybe less likely if you're Catholic. Honestly, most of your your pastors are probably still going to have their old seminary textbooks. 
Right. So it's it's not that hard. Uh, if if you re- if you really want it, um, and you only got your twelve bucks a month, and you can't afford a textbook uh, or any of the recommendations, you, you you can still make it. We'll still make it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I didn't create this because of the money issue, but it's a nice mm-hmm. side benefit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. So I guess the last thing I want to say, as far as you know, I've kind of read this really quickly. But there are going to be verses that are harder than this. And if you don't understand them, you know, find some online program and, you know, copy the verse into it, get a couple good translations and, you know, just see what they say. And that's a good way to kind of check your work. Um, so you have a lot of helps, you know, you click yeah, on every single word. I, I and, didn't even think uh, of that. But yeah, that's that's super because we have so many, because the, the issue with um, a lot of translations is you're kind of only as good as your best translator. Um, so if like right. I'm reading the Summa, I, I've actually noticed this sometimes as I've learned more Latin is sometimes some translators of St. Thomas's works don't translate certain sections that well. Mm-hmm. So if I were to just kind of trust the translator and read the Latin text without any sort of experience in Latin, I could learn bad habits of um, how to translate certain uh, phrases. But with the New Testament, you have so many different translations. Like if there's a hard verse there, you pop it up and you look at 10 different translations um, and you're golden. Yeah. So here's what I recommend. This is from a Protestant perspective. Uh, So I think something like, say, the message is just useless for this. Um, because it's this, it's the translator's own kind of paraphrase, paraphrase his own ala- elaboration <laughs> or flourishes on what he thinks it says or means even. Um, so that's not useful. Um, but something like the ESV, they're trying to be relatively literal in a, in, in the positive sense of that word. And then the nice thing about the net is that they do tons of notes. Mm. Um, so that's why I find, that's why I recommend the net. So from a Catholic perspective, what would you recommend? Yeah, when it comes, so I actually, um, I'm very partial to the, and this is going to sound weird because you're like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? I'm very partial, uh, as long as there's an intellectual variant, to checking out the authorized version, the, the King James version. Oh, really? And and yeah, my my reason for this is the reason why I will usually check the King James and then I'll check like a more modern one like the NASB or the ESV or something like that is because the King James translators, I, I try to like get this through people's heads, but they kind of have a difficult time understanding it. And they just get mad about certain translation choices and I try to explain translation to them and they don't really get it. And it's like really sort of frustrating lack of communication. But the King James translators, those guys were like writing. They were speaking uh, Greek to one another. They were writing letters right. in Greek to actual Greek people. They were like reading Homer for fun when they were like 14. Right. These guys knew Greek right. in a very interestingly deep way that right. a lot of times our um, cookie cutter rules can't. Um, comprehend because languages sometimes are extremely fluid so some of their translation choices i think just shows an insanely um sharp intuition of the greek language so as long as you're comfortable with older uh english 
Right. And you can distinguish between like the usually the, the hardest is distinguishing uh, when it comes to the second person singular and second person plural, mm-hmm. uh, the thou's all, all those uh, right. shouldists and all of those fun, <laughs> uh, fun ones. Right. Yeah, I, I usually uh, King James. Uh, there's a Catholic version of the King James version. If you if you want to. Oh, I didn't know that. Keep, yeah. Yeah. And then I, a newer uh, translation. OK. Yeah, I buy, I buy that actually. Um, I mean, you hear stories about the guys who like doing devotions with unpointed Hebrew, Old Testaments, and and stuff like that. At that yeah, you'd have we like, just aren't at that level. Yeah, like Lancelot Andrews, um, he wrote like his. He had a little book of devotions, and actually, he just like were, was like writing hymns to God in Greek and stuff in his book. Right. of and like yeah. learned men of the day were just like buying them and like reading all of these devotions that were written in Greek and then they'd be like written in Latin and Hebrew and then English and it's just right. insane how how well these guys knew both the English language and the Greek language that right. I a lot of times like to look at how they uh, decided to translate things and I will um, often agree with it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so fluent Greek is kind of baby steps towards that. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're we're actually I'm really happy to see the sort of flourishing that the comprehensive comprehensible input natural method whatever you want to call it right. um, language learning method as has taken on um, kind of starting to overcome the the great tide of um, of uh, German language methods of the right. 19th century who aren't too helpful and actually get back to our ancestors who in learning these languages were able to not only read them with fluency, but were also able to express very complicated ideas that they had in those languages mm-hmm. in, a, in a very, very uh, impressive way for sure. Right. So is there anything, uh, anything else you would like to tell us about uh, when it comes to the website? No, I, like I said, I mean, there's there's flashcard programs for like vocab and uh, syntax and stuff like that. But I think really I've shown you the heart of the program. I hope this is is clear what we're doing. I mean, we could cover more verses, but basically we, you've got the idea, you know, by this point. Um, you know, you've got lots of helps uh, for every word. So one Lord, one you know, and so you just work your way and you memorize the words as you go. So these are all forms of one. And so, you know, you've read an easy Greek sentence, you know, and, and then you just keep going and uh, they get progressively harder and you get progressively better. So that's all there is to it. Okay. So uh, just to remind everybody, fluentgreeknt.com, code militant, 20% off, and you're getting everything for 12 bucks a month, everything you need to learn uh, Greek plus your textbooks, maybe uh, depending on, depending on the prudential choice that you make well informed by the syllabus that, that James provides. Yeah. And, you know, maybe do some fasting or something and use the money towards buying some textbooks. There, yeah. there you go. Uh, I think uh, I used to actually Erasmus's picture, which is a bit cringe because I don't really like Erasmus too much, but he did a lot of important stuff for Greek language learning. Um, mm-hmm. But Erasmus said, like, buy books first and then buy your clothes and food. So, Amen. Okay, so thank you, everybody, and God bless. Bye.